Welcome to a special episode of Quilting for the Rest of Us. Hey everybody, this is Sandy, and I just wanted to record a little bit of an episode that I'm calling an intermezzo, and to borrow a musical term, um, an intermezzo is a movement that comes between major sections of an extended musical work, like in an opera. Um, I'm actually getting that definition off of Merriam-Webster. That's one of those words I've heard and used, but never had an actual definition for. So anyway, that's the definition. Um, This is an intermezzo to the Quilting for the Rest of Us podcast, because I've been getting some comments and things that I want to share with you, but my next actual episode, episode 10, is going to be somewhat lengthy. And I wanted to share the comments with you without adding a whole lot of time to an already long episode. So we're just doing this sort of short and sweet unofficial episode for now. So welcome to the intermezzo between episodes 9 and 10. This episode, or this recording, is simply going to be sharing some listener comments to past episodes and um, a little bit of what I've got going on with me. If you're not interested in the personal chit-chat and would rather just wait for the next episode, then feel free to stop listening and delete this episode or this recording uh, from your series list, and I trust me, my feelings won't be hurt. So here we go. Some recent comments to the episodes have been, in episode 007, in which we get scrappy, I did share with you one or two of the comments to that episode. I didn't have a chance to share all of them, and I did want to backtrack a little bit. I did want to say again, Frances had uh, shared with her liberated scrap block. What I didn't share with you is a little bit more about her comment. She did say, I'm really glad you're talking about scrap quilts. I find it almost impossible to throw away a scrap except for the tiniest slivers of fabric. And then she goes on to say, sewing the scraps together is a little harder since I, for the most part, don't cut them into neat strips beforehand, but I've been pleased with the results overall. Very geez bendy, except the part where someone pays me thousands of dollars for them. So do go to my blog, thequiltingfortherestofus.blogspot.com. You'll have to backtrack a few entries now to find the picture of her liberated scrap block, but it is there. And also, uh, Denise in Pennsylvania left an a comment on that episode to say thanks for sharing her scrap theory and she did say it's fun to hear her name on a podcast and it is I've had that experience myself and it is kind of a hoot Um, so thank you for those comments to episode seven everybody on episode 008 the second half of the uh, scrap themed episodes I had a couple of comments on that one as well I did already mention that Kathy left a comment to clarify the locker hook rugs And Frances commented asking about um, the color value in the future. She says, my problem is that when I start reading about color theory, my brain reacts the same way it did back when I sat in Algebra 1, too abstract for the likes of me. And color theory is a lot of fun. Like I already said, I am already taking notes on that to do a potential future episode. Um, And it's actually not as difficult as it might seem if you approach it from a certain perspective. And the that perspective is beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So that's, that's sort of your catch-all for everything. Now, for the most recent episode, and that is uh, episode 009 in which we get creative. Um, by the way, nobody has yet taken me up on the creativity challenge. I really hope that's not saying that none of you feel creative out there. Or I hope even more so that it's not saying, what in the world is that picture that you posted? I will give you a clue, by the way. Um, The image in the photo, I was actually taking a picture of a barge on a canal. 
So if that helps you feel any more creative, um, please take that as the background to the image. I just really loved the interplay of um, colors of the rust on the side of the, the barge and the man's shadow juxtaposed against it. That's probably one of the favorite photos I've ever taken. And so when I had a chance to post it for this, that was really good. The couple of responses to episode 009 in which we get creative. Mary Sarah Brady, thank you. I think this is the first time you've posted. So thanks so much for leaving a comment. Mary Sarah really enjoyed the episode, which is always nice to hear. And uh, she did give her thanks and said it was good common sense. So thanks so much for that, Mary Sarah. And by the way, I'm glad I could join you on your way to work. Um, Vivian did also comment and Vivian sent me a very lengthy email as well and I'm going to be sharing some some of the highlights from that in a moment but in her comment to the episode she did say she thinks we've summed up the issues that current quilters wrestle with regarding creativity and she's looking forward to the episode on quilt appraising I am too now that I've done the interview it's a lot of fun Uh, so please do keep commenting on the episodes like I said it really not only do I enjoy reading your comments and how you're responding to the episodes but some of you are talking back to me and I really appreciate that it gives me something to then work off of and many of you have made suggestions about future episodes that are going to be up and coming Uh, here's another fun tidbit to get you ready I'm going to be soon having some interviews with regular everyday quilters that I'm going to be calling quilters like the rest of us (laughs) I couldn't resist that anyway I'm going to be starting to do some of those uh, recordings this weekend actually and hope to start posting some of those interviews as episodes as well fairly soon Do not forget about the Creativity Challenge. You'll find it in the show notes for the episodes at the quilter.podbean.com website that's right there at the very top of that one since that one's devoted to show notes. I do also have the same image and the information about the Creativity Challenge posted on my blogspot.com blog. But since I post in that blog a lot more frequently, um, that, that particular entry is several down the page now, so you'll have to scroll down to find it. I also had a new entry on the You Know You're a Quilter When page from Michelle. Thanks so much, Michelle. Again, I think this is the first time you've posted. Um, Welcome aboard. Michelle says, You Know You're a Quilter When... You reschedule your child's birthday party because you did not realize a quilt show was in town. (laughs) Thanks so much for that one, Michelle. I really got a kick out of that. Okay, I also got some comments on one of the entries in my quiltingfortherestofus.blogspot.com blog. I posted, and this is an entry dated Monday, May 10th, um, Francis stopped listening to the last podcast right in the middle of it and went scurrying to her computer and immediately emailed me the picture that I had been nagging her about. Uh, so I did post that picture right on that blog, and you'll find it in the Monday, May 10th, in an entry entitled The Garage Floor Quilt. Yay, Francis! A few people did leave some comments there. The listener, His Handmaid, said, I'm new to hand quilting too, and I think Francis did a great job. Lynn said, oh, okay, and this is in reference to the fact that I had mentioned in the podcast, or in the blog entry, that both Francis and I were commiserating in an email over a problem that we both have. Marking with chalk is great if you can keep the chalk outlines on there long enough to still see them when you get to quilting that section, but then sometimes the quilt doesn't actually come out when you need it to, even with a damp cloth. Uh, it really tends to grind itself right into the fabric. So I had said, if anybody has any great hints about this, lay them on us. Lynn uh, responded to that. I have found a new product called Chubby Crayon. It is white and looks like a big crayon. You can mark your quilt with it, but you have to use a steam iron to remove it. 
do a Google search for Chubby Crayon, you'll find several online vendors. I bought mine from Nancy's Notions. I use this on dark fabrics when I don't want the mark to wear off before I'm done quilting. I use a sliver of ivory soap for other marking on dark fabrics. It comes off easily, too easily sometimes, and smells nice too. So thank you, Lynn. I'm definitely going to be checking out that Chubby Crayon. That sounds like it would be a really good marking tool. I have yet to find my ideal marking tool. I've tried quite a few of them. Some of them, obviously, I like better than others, but some of them have real downsides to them, so I'm I'm still looking for that, you know, the, the shining golden marking tool that I will just live with the rest of my life. I, I doubt there's any out there. So anyway, I'll check out the Chubby Crayon. Listener Left-Handed Housewife, which actually is Francis. <laughs> I love your username, Francis. Uh, she also commented, thanks for the kind words about my uh, work-in-progress hand quilting, Sandy, and his handmade. I'm enjoying it even when being harangued by certain unnamed podcasters to give up the pics. I might give the ivory soap a try. At least you can be sure it'll wash out, Francis. And by the way, I only harangue people that I know can handle it. So thank you so much, Francis, for sending along the picture and being such a good sport about my teasing. I do also have a new blog entry, um, which refers back to a previous episode as well. If you recall, I had mentioned that Vivian had, in an email to me, talked about um, how she organizes her scrap quilting projects, but I'd forgotten to actually ask her permission to post the picture, and I didn't want to do that before I got her permission. Uh, So she did, after she heard the episode, she did email me and gave me permission to post it. So I have now posted that photo and a little bit of information on the quiltingfortherestofus.blogspot.com blog, and that one is the Wednesday, May 12th entry entitled update on listener comments from Vivian so definitely go and check that out. Now in an email Vivian also uh, made a few other comments to me about the creativity episode. It was a great email and I've now emailed her back and we're having this wonderful conversation back and forth <laughs> about that topic. It's it's one that's dear to both of us I have to say and I did tell her I was going to share with you some quotes that she sent me some quotations she sent me in this email and and about creativity, and they're just wonderful quotations, so I did want to share them with you. Uh, Sally Collins, who is author of The Art of Machine Piecing, as well as some other books that I own. I think I've owned several Sally Collins books. Not that I follow her model entirely. Um, I may dream to someday. But in any case, Sally Collins wrote, I have learned that I do not actually create anything new. But rather, I take inspiration from the things I see around me, from events that happen to me, or often from serendipity. The creative process is one of pulling various existing parts into a new or different whole, as much as it is noticing and orchestrating the beauty that is already around us. Vivian also shared a quotation from Sean McNiff, author of the book Trust the Process, an Artist's Guide to Letting Go. You have to give art the chance to happen. You either have to keep working through the painful periods, which is rough, or you must find the strength to return to your art when you're ready. This can be rougher. But in either case, don't be put off by the feeling that a real artist wouldn't have these doubts, these struggles. It's simply not true. And then lastly, Vivian shared with me another quotation from a completely different world of art, film director Quentin Tarantino, in an interview about his last movie, Inglorious Bastards, said... You've got to make a movie about something, and I'm a film guy, so I think in terms of genres. So you get an idea, and it just moves forward, and then usually by the time you're finished, it doesn't resemble anything of of what might have been the inspiration. It's simply the spark that starts the fire. 
when Vivian shared this one with me, she replaced the words movie, etc. with uh, quilt-related things. So I'm going to read it back to you now with Vivian's uh, edits, adaptations. You've got to make a quilt about something. And I'm a quilter. So I think in terms of quilt styles. So you get an idea, and it just moves forward. And then usually by the time you're finished, it doesn't resemble anything of what might have been the inspiration. It's simply the spark that starts the fire. Thank you so much for sharing those with me, Vivian. And I'm glad to be able to share them with others. Those are really great quotations to keep in mind. So again, everybody, please leave your comments on the show blog at quilter.podbean.com or read the blog and leave your comments there at quiltingfortherestofus.blogspot.com or email me at sandyquilts at gmail.com and that's sandy with a Y and quilts with a Z or follow me on Twitter, same username, sandyquilts or I do finally have my Facebook page up and running so if you're in Facebook, uh, just do a search for Quilting for the Rest of Us and the page hopefully will show up Uh, if it doesn't, uh, send me an email or something let me know and I'll send you a direct link just to let you know a little bit about what I've got going on personally right now, I am mostly dodging a whole pile of plastic bags that's sitting in my sewing room right now because I am going on a quilt retreat this weekend. I'm very, very excited. Uh, My guild, I'm sorry, we're not officially a guild. Uh, Something to do with not having bylaws or something like that. We're sort of a renegade group. We don't want no stinking rules. I think we're technically called a bee. But to be honest, I cannot hold my head up straight when I say, oh, I'm about to go to bee tonight. So I call it a guild. Sue me. Uh, Anyway, our guild has retreats twice a year, and I have not been able to make it to one since a year ago, October. So that's a really long time. And I miss it. It's a lot of fun to do. So I leave first thing Friday morning and um, with a little bit of in and out here and there because I've got some stuff going at home, going on at home that I need to scoop back for on Saturday. But I will be there until Sunday afternoon. And I've got just a slew of bags that have various projects in them. As I've mentioned before, I'm mostly doing some stash busting while I'm finishing up UFOs. Unfortunately, all the UFOs I need to finish really need to be uh, machine quilted at this point. And I prefer to do that at home because I have a sewing cabinet with a recessed top and I can expand up my space and everything. It's just a much more comfortable setting to do machine quilting. So I rarely bring that kind of thing to do on a quilt retreat. Um, When I'm on quilt retreats, I tend to do smaller projects or I'll do piecing because that's something I can do in a more contained area. So I've got a bunch of stash stash busting projects. Remember my reference to the whole um, interfacing and fusible, all that kind of stuff. Most of these projects are tote bags and purses, a couple of other sundry items. And then I've got just a slew of batting that I have to bring because I've also got some charity quilts I need to finish off and I'll be probably talking more about those later uh, because I suspect those are going to be an experience to work on so I think I might get a podcast episode of those somewhere down the line Uh, but anyway I'm really excited I will be posting this weekend's episode before I go so that you won't miss out on the interview with the appraiser it was a great interview I really enjoyed doing it. I've got some photos that will be going along with the episode, so you'll be able to hear it audio. If you're listening to it while you're driving or whatever, that that will be fine. It'll be a little more clear to you. Certain parts of it will be a little more clear to you if you're able to hop onto the blog and look at the photos, and I'll caption the photos so that you know what they relate to in the episode itself. 
Um, I am making some plans to do some video podcasts later on. They will not be videos of me doing any sewing because that's something that just needs to stay in the privacy of my own sewing room. Uh, But I do plan on maybe doing some videos of shop hops, some shop visits. Maybe I'll take some videos while I'm on retreat this weekend if I can get my quilting friends to allow me to do that. But remember what I said about doing some interviews of quilters like the rest of us? I'm going to nail some of those puppies down this weekend at retreat. Um, And you know that that means they could get a little silly because one of the hallmarks of a quilt retreat, you don't get a whole lot of sleep. So we might get a little punchy, but that should just make the interviews a little more fun. So I think that's it for this intermezzo to the episode, and I hope you enjoyed listening to the to the listener comments. And again, in another couple of days, you'll get the actual real live episode 10, in which we chat with an appraiser. Thanks a lot, and until another couple of days from now, when you hear the next episode, go get your quilty on. Music.